This is an extract from my book, Am I on the Spectrum? An Aspie's Guide to the Autistic Spectrum. I'm on it and so are you. It's available as a Kindle book or as a paperback book from Amazon. I believe everyone has a range of autism spectrum features that may or may not have not yet been clinically identified and academically validated, which should form part of the autism spectrum. They are defined in the DSM 5th edition journal, but have not yet been attributed to what is the autism spectrum, and the autistic spectrum is huge. This book is based on my theories as a trained psychotherapist. I would like to stress I'm not a qualified doctor, nor am I a trained medical professional. My experience is largely based on the clients that I see in clinical settings and the problems and complexities that they have in their everyday lives with social communication. Understanding and self-awareness of the impact of their actions on others. Some of my theories have been academically validated and some await academic validation. But as I write this book, whispers in PH documents, journals and articles are starting to influence into mainstream clinical settings. But largely, this book is based around my experience of the human personality, traits that significantly and coincidental patterns of behaviour and medical conditions that have many similarities with autistic patterns and traits. And I have witnessed all of this in a clinical setting of the counselling room, as well as with my life experience of meeting people and personalities. I'm not here to confuse you, the reader, by particular traits of behaviour, which are compared to being in a possession of a full diagnostic assessment, nor am I pathologising numbers of people or about encouraging diagnostic inflation. We will not be looking in any depth at more severe learning difficulties or of more extreme types of autism within this book. This book will question and hopefully raise assumptions about our own mental health. What is typical or normal, which should be empowering to individuals when reading this? You must be mindful of the fact that a spectrum is used to classify something in terms of its position on a scale between two extreme points. The book will challenge the current theories suggesting you are either a neurotypical i.e. you don't have autism or Asperger's syndrome, or you do. Not displaying the characteristics by autistic or other neurological atypical patterns of thought or behaviour. What we currently believe is the ASD spectrum extends over a wide range of traits and behaviours in terms of variety, intensity, personal impact and the impact that it has on others. What I believe is that this book is offering permission to everyone wishing to seek an assessment in early, middle or late adulthood to find out if you are actually on the spectrum.
This book is also designed for people to recognise traits of behaviour in themselves or others that may have an association with the ASD spectrum. And this book is designed for those who are seeking to offer compassionate help in dealing with these such traits or behaviours in themselves and others. And the text of this book offers caution, recognition to the idea that a person on the ASD spectrum who associates with these behaviours should celebrate their strengths and acknowledge their weaknesses. What we seem to have determined along is that these behaviours, patterns and traits are in every one of us. However, there is a 25-year gap of waiting for scientific research to filter down into mainstream clinical medical practices. Many individuals are left isolated and struggling, waiting for answers as to why they are the way they are and what can be done about it. Children have increasingly been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and their behaviour is explained as autistic from the mid-2000s and beyond. Many parents have been left feeling vulnerable, baffled and confused as to why their children have this diagnosis and what can be done about it. The influx of overwhelming words has inundated health professionals, NHS resources and autism organisations where some people have begun a personal quest themselves feeling the need for coping strategies and solutions to the many unanswered questions about how to just simply get through the day. Here in the UK more and more resources are becoming available but what about the generations of parents, grandparents or great-grandparents that have been largely left behind from the 1940s up to the present day? Many have never been assessed or had the chance to even understand if their own behaviours are on the autistic spectrum. There are estimated to be at least six generations of people who have had little knowledge or education about what Asperger's what Asperger's syndrome or autism actually is, let alone whether they have contributed to it genetically or even how they may obtain a diagnosis themselves. Today, there is no definition of what the autistic spectrum looks like, let alone what it consists of. But I hope in writing this book, it will help educate people further as to what practice and science is slow to achieve. Currently, nearly all autism-related books refer to the condition and the persons who have it as AS, autistic spectrum individuals. They draw a comparison with individuals who do not have the conditions. This is known as NTs or neurotypicals or non-AS, autism spectrum individuals. But what would happen if we actually turned current science on its head and all knowledge that exists about the condition and suggests that there are in fact no neurotypicals. What if everyone we meet on a daily basis has some features of autism and Asperger's syndrome and we just don't actually realise it yet? What if science hasn't caught up? 
with the different personality types and nearly everyone that you would meet exists in one form or another on the autistic spectrum with some behaviours which are leaning towards one specific personality type or a cluster of other types of sub-behaviours. Many people are frustrated in their relationships. Many people are displaying autism and Asperger's character traits mildly or in greater forms. Many people are in these relationships with and love people with these character traits. But what there is tension, but when there is tension, they do not know what to do to make things better. Many people make things worse by killing their loved ones with kindness or by enabling their loved one's behaviour. Where there is tension, as they have no real clue, as they do not know what to do to make things better. Through understanding how highly varied men and women are on the autistic spectrum, we can learn new ways to specifically relate and listen and support our loved ones by understanding their behaviour better. And this is what this book is designed to do. But what if your eyes were opened a lot more fully to lots of different personality types that you hadn't even considered before that could possibly be on the autistic spectrum? Would it make a difference as to how you see and deal with people on a day-to-day basis? Would it open your eyes to you being a more compassionate person to their personality type? Would it give you greater understanding how to deal with those people? Or would it still end up in frustration? Men are from Aspieland, women are too. And this book will look at the different personality types of individuals and draw comparisons of behaviour to the way people are that you have never thought about looking at and at the different personality types that have never been linked to the autistic spectrum before. The word autism is everywhere often without formal explanation. Channel 4 ran an autism season, followed by the BBC running a successful TV series called The A Word, where the key protagonist character was a small boy named Joe. The BBC series highlighted the family tensions that arose from living with this condition. The condition is everywhere. The words are everywhere. Channel 4's Undatables looks at dating and what can best be described in most cases as high-functioning autistic individuals and how daters relate to each other. Other TV programmes have covered ADHD awareness or me and my Tourette's and ITV had a school for stammerers. Whilst there are all mainly positive outcomes, these raise awareness of the conditions that were once a taboo. Some people view these conditions as learning disabilities that can hold people back in society. Other people view them as nervous or involuntary conditions. With a wider education of turning people into everyday freak shows or by, go- by googling boxing and highlighting their issues in mini forms of stardom or fandoms of reality TV. But what would your readers think if I were to say that all these learning disabilities plus many more are actually part of the autistic spectrum? TV programmes highlight celebrities and athletes 
who in later life have discovered that their quirkiness and their inabilities have been been a contributing factor to the role that they have learnt to live with, some of which is attributed positively and some of it is attributed negatively. Some people attribute their character to a mental health condition that needs to be kept in check. But I notice that at least three times a week I am told, or I may tell someone, that I think that they should consider that they may be on the spectrum and what their personality traits are indicating and maybe for homework that they should do some research in this area as it might help them to come to a conclusion as to why they behave in a certain way. Could this therefore mean that we could all be on the cusp of a diagnostic in inflation or are we already in one? The diagnosis is used everywhere. Facebook's former head of engineering has stated that Mark Zuckerberg has a touch of the Asperger's. Time magazine suggested that intensely awkward Bill Gates is autistic. Is much of this a requisite of our popular psychology and speculation? Do they have traits associated with the condition or do they actually have the condition? Most people will remember at school the wild naughty boy that was always in trouble, that was in their class. Or the boy that had ants in his pants and wouldn't sit still. Or the boy or the girl that was terribly brainy or a little professor. Or the child that was geeky and that probably didn't have many friends. Then there was always the sporty one. The one that always won all the cups and the medals and the trophies. That excelled at every sport, not just one. Then there was the shy child that was always slow to speak. The one that the bullies always picked on and that didn't stand up for himself. Then there was the one that was never the cool kid. And he always had dorky glasses, a bad haircut, uncool trainers. Or there was the kid that had the most amazing natural artistic abilities. Or there was the mathematics or the language genius. But what if we now know that these characteristics or traits may be attributed to autism? Would we have viewed things differently as children? The current school of thought is that you as an autistic person, we tend to excel in one or more of these seven key areas regarding our intelligence. And these are mathematics, science, languages, music, art, sport or business. As it turns out, a striking number of criminal defendants diagnosed with Asperger's are computer hackers. Carrying this theory over, many people marry or form partnerships with their autistic opposite. Computer hackers are often people on the spectrum who end up outside the law by default because of their lack of social skills, combined with a surplus of computer know-how. The internet is what has made them and it has given them a place to be criminals. The self-diagnosis boom has been accompanied by self-diagnosers that can be bracing in their unpersuasiveness. Aspies who self-diagnose and otherwise speak of the relief that a diagnosis brings to them. For someone who may have gone decades feeling so isolated and alienated, blaming themselves for it, 
Knowledge of the condition can offer a key to the puzzle of their personality and their interpersonal challenges that they've experienced. And it can be a huge weight off certain individuals. Less grandly, there may be something to the idea of an affinity between autistics and the information age, given that autistics, with their difficulty difficulty imagining minds apart from their own, they tend to relate better to animals and machines than people. If you want to get rid of all the autism genetics, there will be no more Silicon Valley, says one famous autism expert, as she told an audience. This same person doesn't also think it's impossible that Asperger's syndrome helped make the movies, citing such movie director traits as early preocity, high information processing capacity, visual creativity, attachment to routine, unconventionality and social deficits. A recent ripple of business journalism has emphasised the narrow competencies of those on the high-functioning end of the spectrum as a competitive advantage. So if you really want to innovate, put an autistic person on your team. One Danish company employs 60 people on the spectrum to just do software testing and other repetitive tasks. Some autistics' cognitive strengths are better at noticing details in patterns than they have better eyesight on average and are less likely to be fooled by optical illusions. And they are less likely to have false memories of particular kinds. The same rose-coloured impulses has driven an Aspie wave of revolutionists in which such diverse historical figures, such as those of Thomas Jefferson, Orson Welles, Charles Darwin, Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, Andy Warhol and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart are supposedly to have all been residents of the spectrum. This is a very positive outlook of how Asperger's talents have actually changed the world. This is an extract taken from Am I on the Spectrum? An Aspie's Guide to the Autistic Spectrum. I'm on it and so are you. Available on Amazon. <laughs> 